Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office, part three with Brett Bauer. And I'm really excited to talk about uh, initiative and followership. You know, when Brett, you, you emailed some ideas over to me and said, I want to talk about followership. I'm like, no, I've never heard that term before, um, which was, you know, interesting. And I, I love the perspective on it. Um, we just finished, you know, our, our last uh, part two with talking a little yeah. bit about initiative. So let's start there. And uh, developing soft skills within, you know, wherever you're at and, and continuing to figure out what those soft skills are that you, yeah. you, you know, appreciate you can, it, Jake. You I, I'm excited to talk about these two, um, these two ideas as well. And so I have to preface this. Uh, I, again, I am not an expert on anything that I talk about ever. Um, so I, uh, I, I do want to say, I just want to share <laughs> some of these learnings and insights and almost revelations that I've been exposed to over the last few years. And, and really it started with, a leadership opportunity that I was, I went through when I was in Pittsburgh, it's about a year, a year and a half ago at this point. Um, and it was really based on this book called how to be a star at work by Robert E. Kelly. And there was this whole curriculum built around this, how to be a star at work. And, uh, uh initiative was one of the very core soft skills or ideas or concepts that led to identifying stars that led to help train stars and help to support stars at work and how you can elevate your own brand, but how you can elevate and, and build your influence within the company, how you can help your organization on the critical path. Um, so initiative was initiative and followership, as you mentioned, are, are two ones that I don't think get talked about enough. You know, you hear about communication styles and personalities, which obviously play a role into it. Self-management, time management, networking, like all these things are very important, but followership and initiative specifically are two that can really set you apart, I believe, um, and, and ones that you can train other people to, to help them that will ultimately help the organization move forward. No, that's great. And I love the two ideas. Yeah, they kind of uh, overlap a little bit, right? But at the same time, they're, they're separate skills in which you can work on. So from an initiative perspective, right, you're, you know, we talked about you go through the interview process, um, which there's some initiative, you know, involved in terms of uh, the opportunity, etc. And you then you're, you know, you get the offer, you're mm -hmm. moving to a new city, you got to take the initiative, like we we're talking about to reach sure. out to people, et cetera, et cetera. And then you get into the role and you've, you know, you talked about yep. that 30, 60, 90 day plan. You've got to have that initiative of what are some of the things uh, I'm going to try and do exactly. or get exposed to, or you, you know, we just mentioned in part two, um, talking about the people that you're meeting and you're, you know, you're kind of telling your story a yep. little bit, but how can I help you? Right. And taking some initiative on things that quite frankly, they're not exactly. even remotely in your job description but you know that it'll make a difference in someone else's job if you can help yeah, them just a little it, bit. Yeah, it's uh, the perfect way to think time. about it too because initiative really at its core um, is looking at taking at uh, taking responsibility above and beyond your, your stated job and from ideation, identification, ideation, execution. And I think there's three different elements there that really holistically develop the um, initiative framework because you can think about a lot of cool ideas and suggest them great um there might be a lot of great ideas that you take then and help from an ideation standpoint and there might be some you execute but if you can do all three of them identification ideation and execution i think there's a way that you can really help other people and work 
uh, and work in those areas that, again, will move the, the organization along its critical path. So I think, uh, one, I think that I have two kind of different, unique, I shouldn't say unique, but thoughts about this is the initiative is very fluid in the sense that what you're taking on from an initiative standpoint today might ultimately be placed into your work and your responsibility. And then all of a sudden it's part of your stated job and it's not an initiative anymore. So it's fluid. So how do you navigate what is initiative and on the critical path versus what is um, in your stated role and in your stated job? And then I think the second one is that there is negative initiative too. And what I mean by that is if your core responsibilities, because again, initiatives outside of your core responsibilities and your stupid job, if your core responsibilities are not being met at a, an acceptable level and you're taking on all this other initiative, then it's actually hurting the organization because the, the thing that you're hired to do, you need to still do well. Like that's kind of the, the preface to all of this, right? Is you have to be able to be responsible for what your impact is to the organization in your own team if you're not doing that then there is no initiative you shouldn't be taking on initiative and just focusing on that but if you're meeting that level and having an ability and have some bandwidth to take on other projects and initiatives then you have an ability uh, to really impact the the um, organization so like the example that i would use is i'm in the sales team my sales numbers if my activity if my prospecting if my proposals aren't in line with where they should be and I'm taking and trying to do these other initiatives to help, you know, process or partnership marketing or creative design or, or whatever, doing other research. Uh, that's a big negative to the entire organization. I need to be hitting my sales and activity there in order for me to open up the door to initiative. No, that's great. And, um, you know, in terms of initiative within, you know, not only your team, Right. But then other teams as well. I know you talked about you've got, you know, in your situation, you've got multiple sports. Right. And so are, is there something you can take initiative on that also helps you in that day to day that you're talking about? Is there something that gives you a different perspective that actually helps you in your uh, yeah. core role? Yeah, 100%. Right? Because I think if, if you can, if, if your project ideation can help the team move forward, um, whether it's someone helping on a renewal or maybe a new cool marketing idea or something operationally, that could have an impact that ultimately makes your job or your life easier, right? You help and find this great marketing campaign or opportunity that maybe another team or another property is doing. Um, you kind of help facilitate or help ideate it with the marketing department or your partnership marketing team. And all of a sudden it becomes a, a sales platform for you and the rest of the team to go out and generate a revenue and dollars on it, it comes full circle. And then the next time the marketing team sees something that could help you, whether it's a lead or a relationship or, or something like that, um, that can help your cause, they're going to return the favor um, and build that trust between those two communications. Um, and I think another one too, I, from a very tangible example, uh, like interns. And I think taking on some initiatives with the interns uh, and, and intern programs vary from organization to organization, but I think there's a wealth of knowledge in there. Um, having an initiative to 
um, and, mm-hmm. and taking on those interns and just talking with them and having conversations and, and just asking questions of like, how are you consuming media? How, how is the next generation engaging with these sports teams or these channels and, and almost like a built in, um, a, a built in focus group. And, and then that can then help somebody else in there. Hey, this is what I learned from them. Like this might be an opportunity for you guys to do something cool, whether it's social media, digital media, whatever. Um, that can then ultimately come back again to something that you sell uh, as an opportunity. No, that's great. I, I love the the point of the, you know, the interns and, and figuring out how they can help um, with a different perspective that they bring. And, you know, that, that is part of being a leader, but, you know, the leadership term is, is thrown around. Look, we've talked about it on the podcast multiple times with, with different guests about, you know, being a leader and, and how to, um, continue to grow the skill set of leadership, but you've got a, a concept in followership. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different, but similar. Um, yeah. Dive into well, that a little bit. Enlighten is a strong word, Jake. Uh, I, I will talk and try to make sense <laughs> out of this, but this is one that was was really interesting because, again, as you mentioned it earlier, people don't really talk about being a good follower and developing your followership skills. Uh, everyone is talks about leadership, um, and obviously that's an important as you, you kind of rise through the ranks and, and rise through responsibilities, but everybody reports to somebody even ceos are reporting to boards presidents are reporting to ceos however the structure may be and especially at a time you know you and i are pretty similar in age and and so we're not at that ultimate decision making level yet so how can i be the best possible follower that i am for my senior vice president and helping him um, create uh, a great culture and strengthen an already an awesome culture? How can it help him look really good to the president and to the CEO? Um, how can it help him achieve the, the goals and objectives of the critical path of the organization of the team department? What can I take off his plate that might help him free up his time uh, with other strategic projects? So it, it's, it's a concept that you don't really actively think about too much, but if you can, if you can develop though your followership skills and really it starts with initiative and taking different initiatives to help him, you know, you, you always hear like, think like your manager would or think like the president or CEO would, if you can start taking that mentality even earlier in your career, that's one where you'll be able to get in more responsibility. You'll be helping out other team members. You'll be helping out the organization. Um, that's, it, it's a piece that can really grow and, and become a brand for yourself as you roll through the organization. No, it's, and it's so funny because as you grow up, you know, you go through school and you're always yeah. taught, like, don't be a follower, be a leader. Right. Like that's, that's the phrase yep. that's always, you know, kind of hammered into your head. Um, and so you get into a position, you're always thinking like, how do I lead? How do I lead? But um, you know, I almost put myself back in my, my athlete days, uh, student athlete days in that, you know, there's going to be coaches that you, follow right you exactly. learn from if you were to be a coach one day how would you do it right so it's it's almost to your point thinking about okay if I'm the, the manager one day or I'm the you know the president one day like, how would I do this and what are the things that they're doing really well that I like that I can pick up that I can almost implement at a uh, yeah. smaller level right or a different level yeah. it, and uh, with what I'm it, currently it's, doing it's something that you take you, you learn from the good you also learn from the bad and thankfully I haven't had to learn from a lot of the bad in the leaders that I've been followed and very fortunate from a career from that standpoint 
Um, but, but when you're thinking about those situations and, and even back to your, your student athlete days and, uh, you look at kind of two elements that, that break this up that have been studied, um, through this book that I mentioned, how to be a star at work by Robert E. Kelly. Uh, it's critical thinking in, and it's a scale. It's, it's two scales. It's, it's critical thinking. Is it independent or dependent? And then is it, are you active or passive? And so you can almost X, Y chart label this and have independent critical thinking at the bottom, dependent critical thinking, passive to active. And so you have four kind of quadrants here that you could be as a follower. And so what follower doesn't mean is being a good follower, I should say, doesn't mean being a sheep. And when, that's when people think of always just saying yes, going with whatever your director or the team or the management is, is going with without question and just kind of passively doing exactly what they want. That's kind of the, what people think about when being a good follower is you should always say yes. That's actually the, the opposite. Um, you don't want to be over disagreeing or, but you want to have the critical independent thought and you want to be active enough about it. If, if in a professional and in a very sophisticated manner um, and saying, this is what I, how, this is how I view the situation. Uh, this is what I think we could be doing better or what could help this organization move forward on the critical path um, and, and thinking and being active about it. Cause the reverse is you could have all those thoughts and just being very passive about it and just tearing the organization down all the time or tearing your leader down. Um, or on the flip side, you could always be conforming to what your, your leader is saying um, and being very active about it. So, Whatever they say, yep, I think that's the right idea. Yep, we should do that. We should, we should, we should go with that. But as we know, leaders want diverse, independent thoughts around them. You always hear about good leaders hiring for, for skills they don't have and for hiring thoughts that they don't have either. And that's why diversity, even in, in, in any business, mm -hmm. is so valued because of the different perspectives that they bring. You, as a leader, think about it from your leadership. You want that. You want a kind of a different perspective. If you always thought what was, if you always thought you knew what was right, um, it's a very narrow field, and your growth opportunity isn't going to be as good as if you have these different, different um, people on your team sharing their own independent critical thoughts, being active about it, saying here's the way that we should be looking at, it, or here's the way I'm looking at it. That's the way you can kind of get to the next level growth. No, absolutely. Um, as we wrap up this this last part of the, the episode, you know, I think back to the, the three topics that we've covered and, you know, interviewing and moving to a new city and, and some of the soft skills, you know, you work on as you kind of put all that together. Um, we, you know, coming full circle was something right. that kind of came up multiple times, right? Whether it's the connections in the network or, um, the interviews and, and staying in touch with people or the, you know, we were just talking about the initiative and such. Um, I think it's one piece to kind of hit on as we, as we wrap up is, um, you know, ultimately coming full circle on a lot of things. And how do you somehow um, have that thought or perspective to see the opportunities in which things could. Uh, yeah. Be, I think this uh, is uh, I think this is a great question. And, and I'm, I'm going to answer it in kind of a unique way. Um, it's just about being a, a person, but it's it. And one step further is always assume positive intent 
with people. And, and so treat those people, treat those relationships, treat projects, assuming that it's always a positive opportunity and a way for you to contribute to their growth, contribute to their organizational goals, their team goals. Um, and, and it's always something that is always building your brand. So if you're always assuming positive intent with people, which for the most part, people are always trying to act in the betterment of something broader and larger than them. Um, if you have those, if you have that mentality with people, they'll have that mentality with you and that will start to build your brand. So, you know, starting from the interview process, coming in, being very prepared, treating the relationship that you're, you're trying to form the right way, um, whether you get the opportunity or not, um, will lead into the way people are viewing and treating you. And that might lead to your next opportunity into the, uh, into starting a new job in a new city. Cause if you have those relationships already built in, Maybe you didn't get a job somewhere else and you started a new city, but they're going to recommend you to, to meet with this person or that person in your new city. And then as you develop those, um, you know, those soft skills and, and assuming a positive intent from other people who are asking you to do other things in your job and, and helping others from their organizational goals, you can then uh, continue to build the positive intent from what you're um, from what the people are looking on you and it all goes back to your, your brand. So it's just always thinking the long game. It's a, a long-term game on everything, right? And relationships are a long-term game. So think about it from that standpoint and you don't want to shortchange anyone. You don't want to cut anybody out. You want to treat every relationship uh, like it's gold because you have no idea when it's going to come back around to, to help you or you can help them. No, I know you said you weren't <laughs> anything. But that was, I mean, that Hardly. was pretty good. Hardly. I, I, um, but I, I, I appreciate the, the, the confidence. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah, you're just assuming positive intent on that one, but uh, <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, well, Brett, uh, great, great insights, great advice. Um, you know, continue to, uh, uh, you know, learn from you in, in, in many different ways. So, Appreciate you, you taking the time to come on Life in the Front Office. And uh, I know this was your second time oh, back yeah, on. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing this thing take off. Another 20,000 followers in probably a couple of uh, months, not years again. So I applaud I applaud you and, and uh, Mr. Dolich yeah. himself and, and, and then the whole crew that you've been able to to bring on here. It's, a, it's an awesome podcast. So keep doing what you're doing, man. <laughs>